Hello, welcome to Cheese the Day, the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op, except no substitutes. My name is Thomas. I'm the cheese department head at the Eureka Co-op. I'm here with my fellow cheese nerd, Veronica. I'm the cheese department head at the Arcata Co-op. Uh, Veronica, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about apocalypse cheese. What stores the best? How do you store your cheese? The best ways to store your cheese for longevity, I guess. And uh, ooh, what did I write here? How did I get more versatility out of your same old, same old cheese? Excellent. Same old, same old cheese. You know, the stuff you buy every time. Yeah, your, your mild cheddars of the world. Yeah. 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 Okay, your excellent. Your cheese. Uh, before we jump into that, I think it's worth pointing out that this is the inaugural episode of our cheese podcast. Why are we doing a cheese podcast? What qualifies us to do a cheese podcast? We love cheese, and we've been working with cheese for quite a while. What's our combined cheese experience, do you think? I'm at, I think I'm at four years professional experience, like so 20... 32 years enthusiast experience. <laughs> so we've got 20 years of cheese professional experience. Excellent. We're fancy. Wow. 20 years. 20 years. That's a long time. Yeah. I did not expect. We should have done something to celebrate when we hit 20 years combined experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to apocalypse cheese. So there's a pandemic. I think most people know there's a pandemic on. Yes. Grocery shopping's weird. Yeah. You've got to wear a mask all the time. Grocery shopping is stressful enough. Let's make shopping for cheese less stressful. Let's talk about how to shop for cheese during a pandemic or a zombie apocalypse or any other national emergency. <laughs> Providing that your store is open and you can buy cheese. But yes, the co-op is open and we've got most everything that we normally would have. So yeah. you can you can pick and choose what you want to get. And with our basic guidelines, maybe you, you'll feel more confident in your cheese selections for staying at home more. Excellent. So when I think about shopping for cheese uh, d- during a time like this, I'm thinking like long term. I don't want to have to come to the grocery store that often. So I'm looking for cheeses that store really well right out the gate. And for me... I always think about like hard, dry, salty cheeses, Parmesan, yes. Pecorino Romano. Asiago. That's a good one. Really dry aged, hard Goudas. That's a really good one. That's one that not a lot of people would expect. Yes. But like a, a vintage Dutch Gouda, that's out there in the case all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic cheese. Lasts a really long time. And it's got a different flavor than a lot of the other dry, salty cheeses, which tend to yeah. sort of taste the same just sort of italian to me (laughs) (laughs) just italian just italian yes yeah the the aged goudas are really great for just having in your fridge it's a you get a lot of flavor bang for your for your buck a huge amount of flavor bang for your buck yeah when we give samples of that cheese to anyone they're always shocked at how much flavor is in an aged gouda Mm-hmm. And it's got those lovely little crunchy crystals that everybody loves. The calcium lactate crystals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everybody loves those. Yeah. They're good. Delightful. Uh, other cheeses that would store well? Manufacture vacuum sealed cheeses. Yes. Until you open them. But if you want to buy a whole bunch of cheese and not worry too much that it's going to go bad before you actually get to it, and stockpile it away in your fridge, 
manufacture vacuum sealed cheeses are really great. Absolutely, I completely agree. They're a little bit more expensive typically than the cheeses that we cut down and wrap ourselves, but they right. definitely last longer. Uh, okay, so I, I've got my one pound block of, of professionally vacuum sealed, manufacturer sealed cheese, and I bring it home and I just can't wait and I cut it open right away because I need to like have some cheese right now. It's been months since I've had some cheese. <laughs> Probably Months. not. No, no. <laughs> I, I, my last bite of cheese was about twenty minutes ago. But I'm a cheesemonger, so that yeah. Uh, okay, so I get it home. I cut open my cheese. How do I keep that cheese as fresh as possible once it's opened? Oh, make sure you cut it with a clean knife first off. Make Ooh, excellent. Sure, yeah. Make sure things are clean. Always. And uh, wrap it up and put it away right away. And probably your best method for preserving that would be. Wrap it up with some parchment paper or wax paper on the end, and, uh, and then maybe put it into a Tupperware or other container and leave the lid cracked. Or if you have okay. a cheese drawer in your fridge, put it in there that way because you want to you want to protect the cheese from extra moisture in the fridge, but you also want to protect it from the airflow in the fridge that will yeah. dry stuff out because if you cut it open and just put it back in the fridge it's gonna get all crusty and hard and dry on that cut. not a lot of people realize the air in their fridge is very dehydrated mm -hmm. i like that you mentioned having a cheese drawer in your fridge i know you've got a cheese drawer in your fridge and i've got what used to be a vegetable crisper which is now just a cheese drawer because i mean screw vegetables <laughs> it's all about the cheese <laughs> Thomas, uh, <laughs> you should have more vegetables. My doctor, my roommate, pretty much nobody else agrees. But okay, vegetables are good. Cheese is just better. But yeah. something else that I like to do. <laughs> okay, I feel like we're going to get a lot of like people writing in concerned for my health. Like, he should eat more vegetables. I promise, <laughs> I eat vegetables. I eat some zucchini every once in a while, some broccoli, all the standard dark green vegetables. <laughs> but the cheese will take the spot of vegetables. Yeah, I just takes... eat them with cheese melted all over them. Uh, yes. Because it's my yeah. job. Yes. Uh, another good way to store uh, cheeses that I like to, because I'm, I'm kind of lazy. So, like, I, I got the prepackaged cheese at home. I just cut off the very end of the package so that mm -hmm. I can take a piece of plastic wrap or parchment paper and just pop it over that end. And then I literally just take a rubber band or a piece of string and just tie on the, the little cap that I make. Sometimes I, I do that as well, especially if I feel like I'm going to be cutting into that cheese again real soon. Yeah. Like the next day or. Yeah. If whatever. you're moving through a cheese pretty regularly, it generally doesn't have as much time to mold. Yeah. Interestingly. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about mold is you can stave it off just by like eating your cheese fairly regularly if you've got that exposed surface. <laughs> that works for bread too, Thomas. It does work for bread too. So now I just, I have, I have more bread hanging around my house than I have cheese. I don't know why that would be. Well, you make bread, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's another, maybe another episode. Okay. Um. You mentioned versatility earlier. Yes. Let's talk about versatile cheeses. Yes. Okay. I think the the first one, since we've already brought it up, vintage Gouda. That's mm. a hard, salty cheese. Check. Stores well. Check. Kind of surprising, flavor-wise. Check. Yes. How versatile is it? How can you use it? How do you use it? 
Oh, gosh. Let's get personal. Mm. Uh, sometimes I like to grate it up and put it in an omelet. It that doesn't melt super great, but combined with some other cheeses for a grilled cheese, which we were talking about earlier, would be pretty darn good. Yeah. You could grate it up and use it in place of like Parmesan on a pizza. Yeah, I feel like it melts yeah. about as well as Parmesan does. Like, yeah. none of the really dry cheeses melt that well. No, but they're still good hot. But they taste delicious. And yeah, if you have enough mozzarella, along with your tasty, flavorful, hard dry cheese. Something that I started doing with vintage Gouda after I started working at the co-op and realized that I just had like access to cheese all the time and started living my true cheese life, really. Uh, crumbles of dry Gouda in a red sauce, like a pasta sauce, or any wet sauce, really. It helps it melt a little better because it sort of like rehydrates it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't melt all the way and, and get dispersed you get into the sauce. Little pockets of delicious. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. like a little cheese nugget or like a little cheese dumpling in there. You come across them every once in a while, and they're just like packed with cheese flavor. That's all in one little spot. Yes, it's so good. Yes, I don't know why I've never done the same thing with Parmesan, but I bet it works just as well with Parmesan. Yeah. 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 Rinds of Parmesan, or good, really good Parmesan, like Reggiano or Grana Padano. Ooh, yeah. Save your rinds. Save your rinds. They are packed with flavor, and if you're making stock or just soup, or I've even making spaghetti sauce, I've cooked the rind in with it. And it doesn't cook down all the way, but it imparts so much, so much flavor. It's yes. like Italian umami added I think this is a really important public service announcement that we should make right now. Uh, the rind on Parmesan is completely usable. Yes, it's really hard to grate through the rind on a Reggiano. You don't Parmesan. need to grate the rind. Just cut as exactly. close of the as close to the rind as you can to get all the usable grating cheese and save that rind. Don't throw it away. It's useful. Don't throw it away. In fact, you can pop it in a bag and toss it in your freezer. I know you're, this is a little controversial topic, freezing cheese. Well, if you're going to use it like... If you're going to pop it into a soup yeah. like it's a bay leaf. That's the other thing to mention. Once you've popped it into your soup or your sauce, it will probably not become soft enough to chew. It'll always be very, very hard. <laughs> this ugly piece of cheese leather. But, yeah. But so in much fact, flavor. The rind on Reggiano is hard enough that I've actually like a pointy piece of it has cut me and broken the skin, and I was like bleeding at home because because I cut myself on sharp cheese. And it wasn't sharp cheddar. And it wasn't sharp cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our first cheese joke. No, like cheesy cheesy pun certainly. For this. For maybe. this, yeah. yeah. No, no, not not in life. But I, I try to steer away from them professionally just because we hear so many of them. Yes. Uh, Maybe that'll be a future episode. Cheese puns we've heard. I think there's a lot of really delicious cheese that people get and that never occurs to them that maybe they should also try melting it. Oh, yes. Basically any cheese I'm in favor of melting. Yeah. You know, if if you buy some of the more expensive cheeses in the case, I think people are worried that they're, they're... not doing the cheese justice or something by <laughs> by the like oh I can only cut this and snack on it and nibble it you know and yeah. they're having a glass of wine with it and some nice bread it doesn't occur to them that they should also try maybe melting it too because you can do that 
that's such a good point. There's definitely this perception that like, oh, this is a fancy cheese, and the only way to eat a fancy cheese is part of a cheese board. You can't eat it any other way. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. That Melt it. There are no rules. There are no rules. There are some rules, but rules are meant to be broken. You should always attempt melting a cheese to yes. see what... Cheese toast. It's so classic. Yes, cheese toast. Could that there is, be anything more comforting? I love my toaster oven. It has a nice clean... I keep the window clean so I can watch the cheese melting <laughs> in the toaster oven because it's wonderful. Dinner and a show. Yeah. I don't know how many times my partner walks in and I'm crouched over watching cheese bubble in the toaster oven. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. But I yeah. had a customer the other day and I just put out a fresh cut round of the Bochetto al Tartufo. Oh, that's a really great one. The the sheep cheese one with the truffles in it. This is an excellent time to mention that like there's there's two different co-op locations. Veronica's the cheesemonger at the Arcata location, and I'm the cheesemonger at the Eureka location. And you have Bouchetta al Tartufo. I don't have it here yet. I'd like to carry it here. So you people out there in Cheeseland, if you want me to start carrying it, let us know. Send us an email. Leave us a comment. Yeah. You I can want just to buy one little wheel at a time. It's a great cheese, though. It is. A, it is a great cheese. But I had a customer, and she's like, "Oh, oh, good. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite cheese." And she was like, rifling through to find the piece with the most little specks of truffle in it. <laughs> I understand. I understand totally. that. <laughs> that one's got some big chunks of truffle yeah. in it too. Yeah. And she, and she's like, "Oh, I love this cheese. It's amazing." And I was like, "Oh yeah." And I was like, "Have you tried melting it?" She's like, what? No. That sounds I, luxurious. And and she she asked, I can melt it? And I was like, yeah, you should melt it. You should definitely melt this cheese. She should absolutely melt it. Did she come back and give you a review of, of Not yet. melted truffle this cheese? Was, I think this was yesterday. So Excellent. She might be back. I always, let, I always appreciate it when customers come back and tell me, oh, that cheese... That was fantastic. This is how I ate it. This is how I cook with it. I can't tell you how many recipes customers have passed on to me that are some of my favorite recipes. Mm -hmm. If you're out there and you've given me a recipe in the past, know that I'm eating it at home and I love you for it. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like a good time to take a break. Yeah. Not necessarily a snack break, although probably a snack break, but also a break so that we can have a quick word from our sponsors and employers, the North Coast Co-op. Cheese the Day is the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op, your local member-owned and organic certified grocery store, where everyone is welcome. Now back to the cheese nerds. Welcome back to Cheese Talk. We were discussing on our little snack break uh, other ways that your cheese at home could be versatile and how you don't need to be stuck in your rut and the ways that you use your cheese. Yes. You can sub in cheeses that you never thought of for really basic things like pizza or your grilled cheese. That goes back to the there's only one way to eat fancy cheese. Yeah. Uh, Someone came to me the other day with one of our co-op pizzas. It was the vegan pizza. And it was what was available. They picked up a vegan pizza because it's got, you know, great sauce on it, great veggies. But they were like, I'm not vegan. I want to put some cheese on this. And they asked me for recommendations. And we went with Gouda and a sharp cheddar. Yeah. And I had a slice of that pizza. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really, really, really want to cover your pizza in, like, lamb chopper from Cypress Grove, 
sounds amazing, but that could get pricey. Yes. But you could use... Worth it, though. You could use mozzarella as the base cover, and then you can highlight the mozzarella with the one chunk of lamb chopper you got and still get that wonderful lamb chopper flavor without spending three times more. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ways. It's like a little like pizza hack. You use a less expensive sort of blander cheese as the base, so you get that like cheesy texture, and then you do little pockets of lamb chopper, or I do. Yeah. That's... Or maybe you're using up the bits of cheese you still have left at home that you haven't, you know, that you haven't used yeah. yet. Yeah, like you had a lot. little cheese party the night before and you've got like little offcuts. Maybe it's already sliced up even from your cheese board. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of slices of good and just toss those on. You don't even need to shred them. Yeah. They'll melt. You can do that or with maybe grilled they cheeses. Won't, they'll be fine. You could have a two cheese grilled cheese that's one half, I don't know, that aged, aged Gouda with some cheddar. Yeah. And then the other half could be, like, double Gloucester with Stilton. Who says you can't do that? You should should experiment. Everyone should experiment at home with cheese. If there's one thing that I want to convey with this cheese podcast, it's that you should eat cheese in a way that makes you happy. Because that's what cheese is for. It's there to make you happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's calories and it's nourishing and it'll make your kids grow big and strong. Sure, sure, sure. But, like, (laughs) if you're not having a happy life with cheese, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely want people to feel like you can eat cheese however you enjoy it. Yeah, there's, there's. If you want to dip cheese puffs in melted Limburger and that's your jam, who am I to tell you not to do that? Like maybe don't share with me. That's fine, but <laughs> or don't breathe on me after. <laughs> <laughs> Although now that I've brought that up as a random example, I kind of want to try it. Maybe yeah. it's amazing. Worst case scenario, it's not good, and I never do it again. I saw, I saw a thing online yesterday on one of our favorite, our favorite sites. Yeah, and she had flaming hot Cheetos paired with Prairie Breeze, that cheddar. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we have Prairie Breeze. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people know how to get flaming hot Cheetos. You could do this at home tomorrow. Yeah. For the people that don't know at home, Prairie Breeze is a really lovely cheddar. I think it's from Milton Creameries, Milton mm-hmm. Farms. Mm-hmm. One of those, Milton. Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's a lovely cheddar. It's got a really like light, nutty note. It's kind of sharp, but really creamy yeah. at the same time. It's yeah. great cheddar. It's complex. It's got a lot of different things going for it in a really subtle way. And you know what it was missing? Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> I'm not a Flaming Hot Cheeto fan myself, but... Me neither, but I would try but if it that, if, if it's amazing. If you want to do that, go for it. I'll try anything once. Hmm. Or twice, really. Just in case the first time was like a fluke. Oh, I'll have to try some more blue cheeses on you. <laughs> <laughs> so people could use fancy... I feel like lest people at home get the impression that, oh, we sell cheese for the cheese department at the co-op of course they say oh use more fancy cheese put lamb chopper on your pizza that's not it at all i mean we just love cheese and there's some great flavors out there and there's some really good deals on cheese that are packed with flavor yeah that if you're on a budget right now because times are tough you can still get that awesome cheese flavor so like what are your go-to packed with flavor but still a really good deal cheeses Mm. uh well a cheddar you would love to hear that. <laughs> I'm that very pro cheddar. Wisconsin three and a half year sharp cheddar. Yes, that's a great one. Is a really great cheese. 
in and both stores. That's just with the with the yeah. big blocks of cheese that we cut down. For how long that cheese has been sitting around aging, yes, and needing to pay its rent for sitting inside of a refrigerated <laughs> warehouse, it's a really great price, and it's got lots of flavor. So much flavor, and it's got those lovely calcium lactate crystals that everybody mm-hmm. loves. Mm-hmm. It still melts pretty well, even though it's pretty aged. Yeah, I love it on a fried egg. I love it on sandwiches. That's that's definitely on my list too. Yeah, that's a really great one. Yeah. And also, like, inside talks, sometimes the, the three and a half year on the label, that's a minimum age. The last block that I cut up was like six four. years old. Ooh, you got a six I got a six-year-old yeah. cheese. And we're still selling it at the three and a half year price. I'm just saying. Yeah, mostly it's about not feeling like I need to pester the pricing department or merchandising. To put an exact date on to, the label. Well, to change the freaking label every time yeah. I open a block. So three and a half years versus six years. In my view, older is always better in cheese. But I like that aged flavor. A lot yes. of people like a, a creamier, younger cheese, and that's okay. So let's let's talk about like what what's been happening to that cheese as it ages. So it it, go, it, it goes into the the aging container, and it goes for three and a half years. What is that extra two and a half years, which we're getting for free essentially? What does that get the customer? It becomes sharper as it gets older. That's what that's what the difference between mild, medium, sharp, extra sharp cheddar, and then you get into, my gosh, I've seen seven-year sharp cheddars, and I think a 15-year I heard about. Yeah, but... But two and a half years of extra age gets you all of that flavor from that, that culture that's still going, still fermenting the cheese, essentially, mm-hmm. as the bacteria are munching down on all the proteins and enzymes. Eating the lactose. Fats, lactose. Yes. Lactophilic bacteria. They like lactose. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what I hear anyway. Yes. <laughs> I don't know any personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so two and a half years of extra aging for free sounds good to me. But also, when I think about versatility in cheese, one thing that I think a lot about is those cheeses that you can buy that you can do anything with. So, but Wisconsin Sharp is a great one. That's an aged one. One of my favorite cheeses to have on hand is just like a mild cheddar or a jack. Because if my friend's over and she's got her seven-year-old and her two-year-old, like a lot of little kids don't like sharp cheese. Or honestly, my 36-year-old brother just doesn't care for sharp cheese. He's a mild cheddar person. And that's okay. It hurts me a little bit <laughs> personally inside when he doesn't want to eat my fancy cheese, air quotes. But having that cheese on hand is great because you can use it as the base for a grilled cheese or a pizza and then just add in a little bit of your your more flavorful cheeses. Yes. But sometimes having a a more mildly flavored cheese in your pantry, in your fridge, is is a good thing to have just culinarily. Yeah. 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 Cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. Grilled cheeses. Cheese sauces. Mm -hmm. I... I always I get these recipes, you know, oh, the best pasta sauce in the world, the the best pesto in the world, you know, whatever. I'm sure you do this, too. I always end up adding more cheese than the recipe calls for. Or if it doesn't have cheese in the recipe, usually it's got cheese by the time I'm done with it. (laughs) Yeah. You could have cheese with every meal. Easy. True facts. 
Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? How to... Um. What else you got? Hit me. What's your favorite go-to cheese snack? Like when you you're short on time. Oh. But you just need something to get you by until dinner really gets rolling, or. Pro- I mean, it's that's like picking a favorite child, but probably the one I've done the most in my life because it's just super easy. Mm-hmm. Pop a couple slices of toast in the toaster. Do some thin little slices of... I like a really spicy cheese recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Rattlesnake. Yeah. The rattlesnake. An excellent, like, super sharp... Uh, by sharp, I mean incredibly spicy habanero-infused cheddar with tequila. Just a couple slices of that and melted on farms. some toast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I butter the toast and melt cheese on it because I love myself. <laughs> That's my go-to cheese snack. That's very French. Butter and then cheese on top of the butter on the Thank bread. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheese toast. All right. I think we've got to wrap up this episode. This brings us to our conclusion. Sorry, I didn't return the question. I am so sorry. What's your favorite go-to cheese snack? Cheese toast. That's yeah. the quickest thing. I mean, because then you can pile other things onto it. You could put thin slices of apple in there. Yeah, it can get as complicated as you have time for, really. Yeah. yeah. Two out of two cheesemongers at the North Coast Co-op recommend cheese toast as a cheese snack. Yeah. We've and learned then something today. Be very trendy and add sliced fresh avocado to the top of it once it comes oh, out of the yes. toaster oven. Oh. Yeah. I think you have, like, we're in California. Presumably, this is a podcast, so it's a millennial-ish audience. Avocado toast is appropriate at all times. Yeah. Yeah. A little layer pin mustard on top of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We could go on for, like, three more episodes just on variations of cheese toast easily. In fact, in a future episode, I know we are going to talk about a Norwegian open-faced melty cheese sandwich, which is delightful. Mm-hmm. People can look forward to that. But for now, I think we should sign off. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This was really fun for us. We love talking about cheese. Uh, if you love talking about cheese and hearing about cheese and cheese in general, uh, come visit our cheese department at either of our two stores located at 811 I Street in Arcata or 25 4th Street in Eureka. Come say hi to me or Veronica. Please follow North Coast Co-op on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at northcoast.coop. That's C-O-O-P. Yeah. Yes, Thomas. Yes, sorry, I just had to interject something. (laughs) If you want more cheese content and you'd like to subscribe to our email list, please visit northcoast.coop, C-O-O-P, slash cheese, dot P-H-P. The email list is going to be a really fun way for us to communicate with you folks about uh, some fun cheese topics, share some information, and also get some feedback from you about what you'd like to see happen with the podcast, with the cheese departments. Let us know what you want to know. Let us know what you want to know. Let us know what you're doing with cheese. Let us know what you want. Send recipes. <laughs>